Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We're talking again. Our bodies were I'm Paul Mitzi. I'm Lucy Thomas. Brenda Levi. Yo. <laughs> and we are the Swapcast Podcast. Every episode we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. This week we are watching the 2020 horror comedy Freaky, starring Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton. After swapping bodies with a deranged serial killer, a young girl in high school discovers she has less than 24 hours before the change becomes permanent. As always, we love to hear from our listeners, so slide into our DMs on Insta, send us an email, or chuck us a review on iTunes so we can get to 100 reviews and do an episode on Face Off already. Why do we do that? Is there ghosted Face Off? There is now. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, guys, we made it to season four of the Swapcast podcast. Cool. Woo. Season four, yay. Yay. When you, when you guys agreed to participate in a body swap movie review show, did you ever think you'd be doing this four years later? No, I definitely <laughs> thought no one would ever listen to this and we would do, like, three episodes and be like, oh, this is silly. We should, like, put this in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, are you shocked that we made it this far? I did think you would uh, move on to something else eventually, but you you seem to have developed a passion. <laughs> <laughs> me specifically, yeah. Only. Well, definitely not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just thought, and I think everybody thinks this when you tell them that, that we would run out of films really quickly, but they just keep making them. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> never ending. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't told you guys this yet, but to mark this occasion, you our bet. next. Uh, <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> our next episode will be a very special Swapcast podcast event. So this will be our very first Swapcast Awards. Woo! What does that mean? What, yeah, what does that mean? So Before, gonna... I'm going to withhold my woos until I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Do we give each other awards? <laughs> yes. Uh, no. So uh, <laughs> we're going to be looking at the 50 plus movies that we've done on the show and awarding prizes like the most convincing body swap uh, cool. and oh. best moment in a body swap film and all Fun things like that. So I'm going to send you guys the categories before the next episode <laughs> and everyone's going to make their choices and then we're going to debate uh, the winners. So and that also, will be our next episode. do you realise, Brendan, this means that we'll have to actually remember the films we've seen and, like, <laughs> differentiate them from each other? Because to me, they've all, like, mashed into one. Yeah, so this is going to be a fun mental exercise, <laughs> I feel. <laughs> um, um, that's a good idea. Yeah. I have another idea. How about we give awards to each other, which is just like really backhanded compliments? Like we could award you most thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> what would mine be? 
<laughs> Most lovable. Maybe we should just keep the format. <laughs> That's good. I'm into that. <laughs> All right. So look forward to that next time. Awesome. Uh, uh, for now, let's get on to Freaky. Let's get Freaky. The concept of a teenage girl swapping bodies with a serial killer is rife with potential for both comedy and genuine scares. Do you feel that this film used up that potential? Yes. Lucy. Yes. So you really enjoyed it? Yeah, I, I really liked it. Yeah, like I had a good time with it. Um, I've, like, I've, I, I reckon the fact that we've been doing these movies so often... Well, like, I just feel like I, I couldn't enjoy it as much as I would have if I hadn't had to watch the same plot line, like, 50 million times <laughs> or so 52 funny, times. It's so funny, because I feel like I, I enjoyed it more because I've seen so many of these shit movies. Like, the the, mm. the start of this, I, mm-hmm. I got chills. I was like, oh, production value. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> See, I... Like, I yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I had a good time with this film, and... Spoilers, I think we'll all say we recommend it if you're, you're yeah. able to go see it. What yeah. about you, Paul? I I fucking love this movie. Yeah, I thought um, it was great. <laughs> and I agree with you that the fact that we watched so many of these made me appreciate it more because it really was your generic body swap film in the fact that it pretty much hit every single cliche that By every one of these films yeah. does. But implanting it in this new genre just gave it more, like a new lease in life totally so, yeah i was here for it and the fact that the genre that it chose to mix it with is the teen slasher genre which i have a lot of affection for just mm. made it so much better for me like i really appreciated this film i had such a good time um we just have to i quickly have to say you two saw this at the cinema and i paid to watch it at home because i'm still not yeah. up to like leaving my baby for long amounts of time but i would have loved to have been in that cinema with you guys yeah it would have been really fun i think yeah and we went with a few friends as well and definitely like i mean i'm very much like the the kind of cinema watcher i just sit there quietly i'm a silent watcher yeah yeah and but we definitely some of the friends that we're with we're a lot more vocal and you know <laughs> we're jumping and screaming like, oh, and laughing yeah, and, nice. yeah and it was fun to be around that um and it's something about the cinema going experience that i think you know makes it special and i hope we don't lose it in the upcoming years so yeah, yeah. like the people talking behind you oh, I, oh yeah fuck them but uh, I, I guess we'll, we'll quickly go through the plot, but it's actually, if you think about the films that we do, it's actually quite an efficient uh, plot. Is it know? ever? It, you this know, is a script, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not unnecessarily complicated. You know, it's not like freaking like father, like son, where, you know, <laughs> you, you have to, you know, drink the thing and who drank the thing and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, it, it's very simple. Uh, there's a... Uh, the opening scene, it's a bunch of teens um, having a house party and uh, one of the, the kids who house, whose house it is, their parents are art collectors and they've just acquired this mysterious knife called Ladola. This serial killer who's escaped from the mental hospital in town 
ends up at the house party, starts attacking the children, finds the mysterious knife, kills all the kids and runs off with the knife. Then we're introduced to uh, Millie, our main character, who's like this wallflower. Her father has just passed away a year earlier. So, you know, this film really hits (laughs) all the cliches down (laughs) to the dead parent. And then uh, she uh, is... A the school mascot for the football games, and um, she's, which we've uh, also seen in detention as well. Yes, yes there were yeah. a few detention <laughs> parallel things that I thought of. And uh, after the football game, she's waiting for her mum to pick her up, but the mums are drunk, so she uh, falls asleep. And while she's there at the football stadium waiting for her mum, the, the killer rocks up with the enchanted knife, hunts her down. Stabs her with the knife and uh, weird voodoo magic happens. Uh, Mm. And then the next morning, she wakes up in his body and he wakes up in her body. And then the plot is her um, in his body trying to like convince her friends that it's really her and find her original body so they can stab each other again and swap (laughs) back. (laughs) Because they've only got 24 hours to swap back. Yes. Which is good. I felt like like no time for bullshit, like just days on end of fuckery. It was good. But it also felt very um like gremlins rules, you know, like don't feed them after midnight. It's like why twenty four hours? Like Yeah. <laughs> and I like- love I love structure and rules. I'm <laughs> It thought through all the reasons for them doing everything they did. Like, so the serial killer decides to go to school that day because he's like, he's like, okay, I've got a whole school of willing teens that I can, can like kill. hunt down and kill. Yeah, yeah. Like, finally, there's a good reason for one of these SWAT people to actually go to school the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Millie, obviously, in Vince Vaughn's body, uh, you know, needs to rectify the situation we've got the cliche of her and her friends had like a secret handshake that she can do (laughs) to convince them that um, it's really her and the serial killer's buddy so yeah uh really like clever efficient script did you like uh the the questions that they asked like what's your favorite movie (laughs) what's your favorite snack (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so i have to say preface this by saying that last year Brendan, well, myself, with the help of Brendan, we're writing this exact This script. is the one, is it? <laughs> yes. So we, I had this idea. Oh, so I it's bittersweet, to, yeah. I was like, to Brendan, no one's done this. It's the perfect idea because then, like, they swap and then, you know, the killer will be in a teenager's body and be able to kill everyone. And like, I, you know, it was exactly no one will suspect the same her because it's a teenage girl. Yeah. Yeah. So I started writing the script and it is exact, like up to the point where I stopped writing it. These movies are identical. The that opening, the opening scene was identical. The name of the film was identical. <laughs> the, the, no, main, really? the main character, the main character had a gay best friend and a female uh, best friend of color. It was exactly the same film. <laughs> so the ma- Christopher Landon That's made this freaky. film. <laughs> went into my mind. So, well, um, actually, it's interesting you bring this up because I was listening to a uh, interview with the 
director writer. What's his name? Christopher. Look at you something. doing your homework, Chris- Brendan. <laughs> Christopher Landon. Yeah. <laughs> well, he uh, he was saying that this film has been written by so many people already, like that it's. He was saying it's like the most generic story ever, like considered. <laughs> what are you talking about? The swap in the general, idea of or- a, a teenage girl and a serial killer swapping bodies. Apparently, he was saying like this is this is a script that's out there a lot. I, I'm not sure why he has that authority to say that, but he's saying ever, like Blumhouse has seen this a lot. Have you ever heard of this thing called like collect- the collective unconscious? So it's like I think that's what it's called. So like yeah. you know, with like medical discoveries, like someone. On one side of the world, will like you know have a breakthrough, and then immediately after, somebody else does does it as well. It's like all the COVID vaccines. It's like once somebody like it's in the ether, like everybody can do it. So I guess it was a race to see who uh, would get the film made first. And I think he had a bit of a head start (laughs) with connections, but also like in saying that, I think a lot of ideas are just out there and it just requires someone to actually Isn't there a do thing what, of like do what only, he's done, which is own, yeah. make it well, you know? Isn't there a thing of like there's only five five storylines or something? <laughs> but I mean, to be said, like, I'm glad he was the one that made this film because it was made quite well and I feel like someone, only someone with experience could have written a script this efficient, you know, like... There was no, there was no fat on these bones. It was yeah. all just like what you needed to get the job done. Yeah, and it just hit every mark. Like there were heaps of cliches, but it, I just didn't like. I didn't begrudge any of them. It was very well done. And all the characters, I really loved all the characters in this film. I, I really loved the gay best friend. I thought he was hilarious. <laughs> and he was I, like, you know, faceted. Like he was like a real character. They weren't just like insert gayness here. You know, yeah. Like I could see being friends with that person. Hell, I am friends with that person. <laughs> Are you saying I'm that person? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a compliment, don't you think? Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to be him. <laughs> um, yeah, my fa- what, probably the biggest laugh I had in the whole film is like once uh, the so Millie and her two friends always meet in the um, in the theater room, and oh wait, wait, just... wait, are we doing spoilers? <laughs> Is well, there I, a guess, I, I guess so. Yeah, spoiler warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah, so they they always meet in the theater room, and uh, after the first batch of kids were killed in the opening, and the kids get like a text alert to that that it's happened, and then he just like prances into the theater room. He's like, "OMG, it's a slaughterhouse." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just love the fact glee. that the the uh, the emergency message that went out to everyone was like kids brutally murdered, <laughs> like very professional writer <laughs> from the police. There, I felt like there was a few. Uh, it reminded me of Scream in a lot of ways. Yeah, this whole thing has a very like I know what you did last summer and all those sorts of films. Yeah, they. Uh, I think like the main touch points of these these films are. Uh, the Friday Thirteenth franchise and yeah, the and the Freaky Friday tr- franchise with the two. Well, actually, it, you know, everyone is comparing this a lot to Freaky Friday, but I would say that Hot Chick is probably yeah, definite uh, Hot Chick vibes because you know, like 
Yeah, Vince, sure. Yeah, the Vince Vaughn discovering is how like pee up uh, standing up, and that was very reminiscent of the Rob Schneider peeing scene, <laughs> and the fact that there was like this Aztec kind of swap device mysticism yes. to it. Yeah, very similar to the Aztec earrings in Hot Chick. I, w- I but I mean, I I also re- uh, listened to an interview with the director, and he was saying that he didn't actually watch any. Body swap films in preparation for this. He okay, just... I mean that's great and everything, but I hate it when people shake shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what like like that he didn't even do his research? Is that well, what you not, mean? Or not that, like that he didn't do his research, but just like it's like, what you too good to watch the hot chick? Like, come on. <laughs> I I don't think it was that. I think he was just saying he didn't want to be like overly influenced by other things or copy other things. So right. he just wanted to like do his own thing and then see where that took him. Right. I felt like it was like there were. I mean, it, obviously it wasn't because he didn't watch any of them. But I felt like there were like nods to the history in there like i felt like it reminded me of detention and obviously it's called freaky so you think of freaky friday and then yeah you know because friday is in there it's like friday the 13th i feel like you know and the hot chick ping scene i felt like he was like paying like yeah. homage to all these things being like look at all these things that came before and now here's my like spin on that and i like i love when pop culture nods to other pop culture but i was just like putting that in there even though it didn't you know, it wasn't intentional. Now, another thing that this film did really reminded me of the hot chick. So I don't know if you guys remember that film, but obviously the main character has this boyfriend or guy that she really likes, and then she swaps into Rob Schneider, and then Rob Schneider and the guy starts, yeah. he starts having these romantic moments. But it's yeah. funny, like, you know, 20 years ago compared to now, how that's handled. So obviously in... The hot chick, the guy's just disgusted by Rob Schneider <laughs> and will not go in, like and is they, there's a lot of gay panic there. Whereas in the new one, the guy starts hanging around Vince Ford like her in Vince Vaughn's body. And, and he's here for it, it. It is here for it because he's so like he likes her so much that he's willing to have a romantic. <laughs> to love moment him with Vince Vaughn, yeah. Yeah. And the fact that the film went for it completely, I totally appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. It just felt refreshing. Like, yeah. It, it's not how that scene would have been handled in any of the other films that we've seen. Even Definitely. recent films like The Sex Trip, if you think about that, like how those films handled, you know, this the situation. Uh, yeah, the gender swap. Yeah, sure. And like, you know, the characters were very mindful of pronouns when they were in their swapped forms which is a new thing as well like a character actually like calling it out it's like hey pronouns <laughs> so yeah, it go. just it it felt very 2020 um the only thing is that as a woman um uh-huh. i immediately felt so scared for her teenage body yeah <laughs> for that disgusting man to be in control of her teenage body i it really yeah. like I had a genuine sense of fear. Luckily, they didn't really like. Yeah, they didn't go down a road which was like realistic. Which is definitely <laughs> where like a psycho. But I was very with like, like seven mannequin bodies hanging in his room. Yeah, he, yeah, he lived in a nightmare factory. That was crazy. <laughs> 
But yeah, it did have that obligatory boob grab, but that's the furthest it went. So yeah, can we pretty... just can we just touch on? Do you think that Vince Vaughn acted like her? No. See, I think he did a great <laughs> job of changing his Doing personality. Comedy. And, and, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. But he, yeah, he wasn't acting like a teenage girl. He was, but it, yeah. I didn't even care. Yeah. yeah, well, he he was acting like a teenage girl. He wasn't acting like Millie. Or yes, because was. she yeah. was quite shy and reserved, and then he got really like oh, hair flinging yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Um, I just didn't even care. I was here for it. But <laughs> yeah, his run was hilarious. Yeah, it wasn't Tom Hanks in Big. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. What like yeah, he-, he he went all he went hot chick, and she went like. Uh, uh, Halloween, like yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, it played well. It played well. I thought she did actually a very good job. She was yeah, genuinely definitely. menacing when she was in, like, when she was in her swapped form. Yeah. Who, Paul, is she Big Little Lies? Yes. And yeah. she's also in the Pokemon movie. I don't know if you saw oh, that. Oh, yes, I, I did. Yeah, yeah. She's good. She's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think she's actually quite good. Um, mm. And, I, yeah, I was very impressed with her in this. But, yeah, that uh, that's what I was going to say before. So he goes into her body and then, like, gives her a makeover. Yeah. And I'm like, like which, he nailed her makeup and outfit choice. Yeah, I was like, his makeup skills are on yeah. point. And I, I probably could have done with a montage of him, like, learning how to use makeup. I would have enjoyed that. but um. <laughs> Or, like, some weird backstory that he already knew how to do it because, like, he, like, painted her face perfectly. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure if you, like, wanted to, you could have gone down those roads, but then I think it gets into that sad t- territory of he would, like, you know, hold women hostage and do their makeup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as a slasher film, what did you guys think of the horror and the kills of this film? I appreciated the fact that it was like a hard R-rated horror with lots of blood and gore. Like uh, this director did the Happy Death Day films, which as fun as they were, they were PG rated. So they kind of held back on on that aspect of it. Mm. So uh, did you guys appreciate it that this this one went the full way with that? Yeah, it's funny. Like, I totally just had, I don't know, I guess maybe my brain's filled up with other things, but I, I just didn't even know what movie I was about to watch. And it, it's <laughs> straight into it, yeah. much like yeah. much like Detention is. It's yeah. sort of yeah. like straight away. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was, it was good. I think, I, you know, you'd rather watch, like, comedy gore than, like, then, horrible, yeah, scary like murder gore yeah <laughs> Brenda, did you did like you think yeah too I, much? no no like yeah like you're saying the the comedy aspect helps keep you from like i don't know i feel like the older i've gotten like when you're a teenager like every single film you're just like <laughs> but uh as old as older i get the more i'm like aware of my own mortality yeah every and time you like I see know how bad murdered. the world is and stuff so like yeah yeah <laughs> like true crime podcasts have just made me go oh yeah man, you don't want that reflected happening. back in, in yeah you, <laughs> yeah you want an escape whereas you sure. you just want them to like flash it in your face and go oh look they cut them in half with a buzzsaw yeah not go yeah. and then see the body and then see the parents and stuff we yeah. don't need that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This film had some inventive kills that I very much appreciated. Um, the the bottle in the the bottle being shoved down his throat. Oh, that opening. was brutal. Because was that the first one? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> there we go. Um, the uh, 
the guy from Ferris Bueller getting sword in half with the buzz sword. Oh my god, and that guy was <laughs> such a dick. He fucking deserved it. I was like, yeah. kill the teacher, kill the teacher. <laughs> yeah. And it, also the school bitch. She was horrible. Yeah. I was like, yeah. put her in that weird... Okay, what what did... It was a cryo-athletics thing. So I think it's like uh, a thing you use... To help like... with like muscle fatigue and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I doubt they'd make one that they could put in a school and, that could freeze someone alive. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still thought it was it was a fun kill. And then that was another callback to uh, one of the other Friday the 13th films. Um, uh, the one that Jason's in space. What was that one called? <laughs> Jason in space. Spa- uh, Jason X. Jason X. And that had a, <laughs> a similar one where a girl gets cryogenically frozen and then smashed on the ground by Jason. Like, uh, yeah, they did a good job of making every character who dies, like... Unlikable. So Which... unlikable to the, to, the, to the point of, like, lunacy. Like, it's just, like, uh, towards <laughs> the end, there's those three dudes who are just, like, ready to, like... Gang rape her? It's like, yeah. fucking kill them. Yeah. I'm here for it. Like... Yeah. Yeah, and then there's another closet. And then another, but... like, everyone who's wearing a football jersey is a rapist. This yeah. is 13 Reasons Why. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Except um, for uh, the love interest. He was in the love yeah, interest, team, sure. Yeah. yeah, he was the lone one. But he always he seemed very d- disapproving of everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't do anything. Yeah. He just disapproved, yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But yeah, like, so the girl that got smashed, uh, the cryogenically frozen and smashed, she was yet another one of these swap cliches of the bitchy girl in school with the two minions. It's like, really, like, how did he not watch all these other movies? Because they hit every cliche. Well, I think these aren't only in swap films. Like, we I definitely guess have. So, yeah. <laughs> Any Disney film in a high school, I'm sure there's a, you know, a league of, you know, mean girls. Yeah. Like mean girls. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I really loved? Like a comedic beat that I really loved. So once Vince Vaughn, like, uh, you know, the chick in Vince Vaughn's body has convinced the friends, like, it's me. Everyone in the town is looking for this serial killer. So everywhere she goes, it's like, mm. oh, fuck, it's him. Yeah. So... <laughs> They get him a mask. They get her a mask. <laughs> of a football player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it just, it was really funny to me. I really, and it, it just really worked. I was here for it. That, so, that one scene in the, in the what's it called? The Bargain Barn or whatever? Yeah. With the yeah. with Vince Vaughn and the mother, that I could have done with that. That seemed a bit like forced, like that whole conversation between the yeah. You know what I mean? It maybe yeah. went on for a, a bit long, maybe. Yeah, so she's in Vince Vaughn's body hiding in a change room and then the mum, not realising who it is on the other side, just Kinda starts, starts thinking, hitting. Well, yeah, like, just I would not be surprised if they each individually recorded their scenes and they put them together. Mm. Like, yeah. The, yeah, it the just average. seemed a bit, yeah. yeah. So did you guys like the whole mother side plot? Like the dead father and the mother recovering. Like, did you feel that was necessary? Uh, I was gonna say, I did. I I did feel like it was a bit unnecessary. Like her, the the whole mother plot. Like, obviously, that's why she's not picked up, and that's why she gets stabbed. But that relationship isn't really explored brought together, or 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 any sense at the end. Like, feels a satisfying like arc to the story. Just feels like a plot somebody device. needs to do their master's thesis. On dead parents, not even in just swap films. Yeah, it, 
Somebody really needs to get to the nitty gritty of why this is in so many movies. Yeah, I'm re- I was actually thinking when I was watching this, I was like, I wonder what all these people with dead parents feel when every single show shows them as like so uh, like undamaged. Yeah. Damaged. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh wow, I literally can't I can't win ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just a very easy way to get emotion out of your characters. Yeah. Sure, and for there sure, to be yeah. like not stakes, but I don't know, like yeah. Yeah. Some sort of um, moral you know? Emotional depth to the characters, like yeah. they're dealing with this tragedy in their past, and you know, like the other night, the, <laughs> the other night, Adrian and I put up our Christmas decorations, yeah. and uh, we watched the Christmas Chronicles. We were just oh, like, yeah. like What's the Christmas, the Chronicles? first one or the second, the sequel? first one. My God, yeah. it's not very good. What is it? <laughs> Kurt Russell the plays Kurt Russell. Santa. It's like definitely a kid's ah, movie. Ah, the Netflix one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but like dead parent. You know, it, I just feel like it's everywhere. It's not, it's yeah. all, it spans all genres. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. yeah, whereas I feel like in the 80s, it was just divorced parents. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like that was a thing. Anyway. Now in like 2030, it's going to be like, my polyamorous five parents. <laughs> <laughs> Are all dead. <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> so I think we can all agree that the best line in the entire film was, your touch Makes my pussy so dry <laughs> like sandpaper. Yeah, I can't wait I, to kill you. I can't wait to kill you. <laughs> my God. It, yeah, actually, can we fucking get T-shirts of that, mate? That is like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I like, have been hit on a whole lot in my life, but just that would be so fucking satisfying to say to somebody. To say that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my question is, is the moment technically a female empowerment moment because it technically is Vince Vaughn saying the line. Like, I, I watched it and felt that way, so let's take the win for feminism. It's like that episode of Lizzie McGuire we watched, Paul, because, yeah. you know, like, Lizzie's brother didn't have the, the like, the timidness of, like, being a girl. He was like, I'm a guy and I this is what life is like. And so he just felt empowered to say it because he didn't you know, grow up in a woman's body. It's very deep, actually. Yeah, I agree. Lizzie <laughs> McGuire is deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was, I was gonna, say, I was gonna talk about I'll suck your dick. <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> Brendan offered like, to suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was talking about in like films and movies, like. Everything I've watched this year, I feel like everyone has the line, I'll suck your dick, as a like a line of desperation. And this film also had that. What other movies gonna... are you watching, Brendan? <laughs> Everything. Every movie, every Mil TV Hunter's show. 10. It's like... <laughs> Why are they hunting milk? <laughs> uh, innocent, just... innocent Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel. I thought the milfs would have been doing the hunting. <laughs> Female empowerment, right? That's what. That's what porn's about. Female empowerment. Oh, <laughs> All right. Yes. Continue, Brendan. I don't know if I can top that. I was just saying that, like, it used to be the word. Used to, like, I mean, I feel like people used to say, "Well, that just happened," and everyone would be like, oh. <laughs> "And that just got used to death." And now, 
um i'll suck your dick will be the next one that will be so like cringy to hear any tv show anyway blah i've it's ruined it's past let's go (laughs) (laughs) i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, now it's time for our favorite segment, Hot or Not. Take it away, me. (laughs) Are they a toot or a boot? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me, are they hot or not? Ding. Ding. Everyone, Everyone is beautiful in their, in their own, own way. Everyone. Oh, that's so awful. bad now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, let's do some friend or foes and hot or not. Well, I mean, are we going to do friend or foes? Because these people are obviously all in their 20s, but they're no, playing No, I want to do friend or foe because I feel like that's the... <laughs> The vibe. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's start with some hot or not first. Mm-hmm. Um, the main one, because I'm not sure where this is going to go. Yeah, me either. Um, Vince Vaughn <laughs> as the butcher. Lucy, w- okay, what is so going as, on here? As the butcher in this movie, sort of maybe current day Vince Vaughn. Sorry, mate. I That's a no from me, dog. Okay. Uh, I'm surprised because, like, usually as they get older, you appreciate them more. Yeah, but, like, my God, have you seen young Vince Vaughn? Like, that, like, chiseled face and, yeah, yeah it, it, uh, he, like, he's still, like, lovely and fun. You don't think he and, could pull it together? He did play, like, he did play a serial killer in this, so he's not really endearing himself to me. The, there was a couple of shots in this film where I felt that he kind of looked like Donald Trump. Like his face is turning into Donald Trump's face, and it's really gross. It's just like sagging down. But I, I, yeah. I don't think he's like he's not gotten disgusting. He's not anything. a hideous ghoul. No, like but Donald he played a serial killer in this. So, but like I said, that's a no. Yeah, yeah, but we just use those things so that we uh, aren't calling someone like ugly based on their appearance. Like when we want to just talk about someone out of the context of the film, we do so. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to give him a not, unfortunately. But yeah, I do agree. Like earlier Vince Vaughn, like Lost World era Vince Vaughn. Yeah, I'm, I'd give him a hot. Yeah. So I Brendan, think he's only looking better. I'm going to give him a pass. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, so um, Alan Ruck as Mr. Bernard, the uh, the the mean teacher so, you know we, we grew up with him as um like Cameron. the best friend in in Cameron. ferris bueller and then like i'm recently been rewatching yes i've been rewatching watching oh, watching succession where he's one of the main characters and he plays the biggest piece of shit in that as it's well. great. So he's i not, feel like he's not endearing himself yeah i feel like that's his new niche is playing like assholes which i mean cameron wasn't the most likable character. In I just it, like my sister and I say it all the time. I bet you ten bucks, Cameron's sitting in his car right now, deciding whether or not he's going to come mm. pick me up. And then it cuts <laughs> to him. He'll keep calling me. Yeah, I, I love Cameron, even though he's like a very neurotic, annoying character. Um, 
But okay, did he have a weird mustache? Yeah, he had a yeah. handlebar mustache. Yeah, well that, yeah, that's interesting. That's a, that's an interesting look. I don't know. He was he such also a bullied dick. teenage girls. He's such a dick. <laughs> I love the salt and pepper, but I, I, he's not getting the pass. It's not through the keeper this time. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm giving him a not. Sorry. Purely based on the mustache, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm not knocking mustaches. Everything else he did. Some of them, you know, uh, there's some mustaches in oh, the world. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Catherine Newton as Millie, our main character. Are we giving her, would you be her friend in high school? Yeah, I would. No. No? Why not? Pitch Perfect 2 is her favorite film. Because <laughs> what? <laughs> Pitch Perfect 2 is her favorite film. And um, but she tells panic- everyone it's Eternal Sunshine, but it's really Pitch Perfect too. She's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, like I, spoilers for all these hot or nots, but like the friendship group of Nyla, Millie, and Josh, like adopt me. See, yes, yeah, I could definitely <laughs> see myself being in that group. I wish I had that group of friends, like in high school. So I'm definitely giving her a friend. I thought she was like a lovely person, like, and she was. You know, she was a bit reserved and whatever, but that's because, you know, she was just looking out for her, her mum and she knew that she was going to have to sacrifice her own, like, future for that. And she's just an all-around nice person. Like. Yeah, and, like, she's the school mascot. And uh, when she was waiting to be picked up, she didn't get changed out of the outfit. Like, that's <laughs> – she's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was very funny to see her trying to run away from a serial killer while wearing, like, beaver feet. Yeah. <laughs> She's a funny gal. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm definitely giving her a friend. And she can friend also do like shit. a hot bitch look. Like, you know, yeah. she, uh, yeah, she's a cool man. Yeah. I, I don't understand why Josh hadn't given her a makeup, a makeover earlier, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Celeste O'Connor as Nyla, her best friend. Yeah. She was really cool. She, can she be my best friend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brendan? Yeah, yeah, she's cool. Like, Anyone those who, like, two break put, into a police station yeah, for they me? they put their lives on the line. Good on you. Sure. Yeah, no, uh, definitely agree, friend. And Josh Detmer, um, who's played by Misha Oshenvik as the gay bestie. Yeah, loved him. Anyone yeah. who look after my serial killer body? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> also, he drove a piece of shit car yeah. with a personalized number plate. <laughs> was that hot bitch or I no? thought it said hey bitch oh hey bitch that's right <laughs> um, um when his car wouldn't start he's like because it's a piece of shit but yeah. i love that he had a number a personalized number plate he was a yeah. very cool guy i think you Paul, know how i he- will pay for you to get a personalized number plate that says hey bitch, <laughs> <just> hey, bitch. <laughs> uh, you know how we say like um, the keyboard guy is our number one hottest guy. I think is this like your friendliest yeah, friend. Or yeah, yeah. Josh is the the best friend. He is the number one <laughs> friend. Top friend that, yeah, top friend that we've friend or phoned. Yeah, he'd, he'd be on the top of your MySpace top eight for sure. <laughs> yeah, mm, I might have to consider this. I'll come back to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and finally, let's go. To Uriah Shelton as Booker Strode, the uh, boy that she liked. Friend or foe? Uh, friend, he, you know, you got to love like a popular guy who's like willing to, you know. Make out with Vince Vaughn. <laughs> well, that as well. But, you know, he sort of separated himself from the crowd. Like he wasn't just going along with all the dumb jokes. He was like, yeah, you know, he was smart. And, and he also saved her life the five minutes 
watch thing. Yeah. I don't know. I got the vibe that he didn't like it, but he wasn't willing to like stand out from the crowd and say anything mm-hmm. except to the teacher. Yeah, I get that. But like also imagine like you got a whole football team of jocks and you stand up against them. Like I can understand why he would be reluctant to He's do that. He's a bit that. like the Justin from 13 Reasons Why maybe. Yeah, who is a perfect human being. I was about to say, we're putting that in there that we know what all things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. Spoilers. (laughs) That's okay. Anyone who watches that show has already spoiled their life. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Brandon. I definitely like had to have I'm not saying I like ruined like you, I need to have therapy with a friend from work. We like had to debrief about some of the things that we saw in that show. It was like we had to check in with each other. Are you okay? Are you having nightmares? Yeah. Uh definitely if I was a teenage girl, he's like best case scenario boyfriend, and I really would love to date the like thirty five year old version of that person. So if he exists out there, hit me up. Uh. Swapcast podcast at Gmail. <laughs> yes. Yeah, if you're thirty five and you play football for a high school team, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's Paul specifically like, right. Paul does like dumb dudes, so it's like he's kept failing and just repeating his grade at school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, sorry. There is one more. Melissa Colazzo as Ryla, the bitchy girl. Okay, what kind of name is Ryla? <laughs> and also, she was, like, the most horrible bitch. Like, yeah. to pick on the girl at school whose dad has just died and whose yeah. mom is working, like, a shitty job to support her family and to do this, like, really backhanded in front mm-hmm. of everyone like your family's poor yeah, she and a, you have no dad she's like horrible, horrible she got a crowd to do it she was yeah, yeah. but you know i do appreciate the no. fact that no <laughs> what that you know how in last week's movie uh switched katie sharp was like her her bitchiness was very boring it wasn't backhanded it was just very like obvious I did appreciate the writing of Ryla that her bitchiness yeah, was, she was all like very an like actual sociopath or something like you. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a terrible person. I wouldn't be friends with her, and I'm glad to see her dead. But like her <laughs> bitchiness, her bitchiness did make me laugh. Like she did make me laugh. Her like bitchy comments to Millie. Um, the way she phrased them, it was. She's just, well. Uh, was she was well good. written, but yeah, n- still not going to be her friend. Yeah, and and her clam jam line as well, I thought was funny. <laughs> All right, let's get to opinion swap, where we find some interesting reviews of Freaky from across the interwebs. Yeah, how's this? Uh, how's this doing? Like, because uh, this is a very recent film. What's the what's what's the vibe out there? People really like this film. Um, it got very good reviews, a positive rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a three point three on Letterboxd, which is actually very decent, especially for this genre. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah, definitely um, well regarded film overall. Are people watching it? Yeah, like so with, with the, the COVID stuff, I'm I'm just very interested in like releasing yeah. a film. You know? So in America, it got released, um, and then uh, in cinemas, and then two or three weeks later, it got released on demand. So I think when it got released in cinemas, there wasn't much on there, but as soon as it got released on demand, like everybody started watching it. So yeah. 
I feel yes. like uh, that's the new release strategy. Uh, like Warner Brothers are going to start doing that as well, releasing things in cinemas and at home at the same time. And Disney have said they're going to be doing that for a few of their big releases next year. So I think that's just the new normal in America. I think in yeah, Australia, in Australia, um, they like. Sorry, Lucy, but I did really enjoy watching this film in the cinema and like yeah, I you know, I, I would have loved to have seen it in that experience, and I really do miss going to the cinema. I'm, I don't need things released at the same time. Like I would always prefer to go to the movies. Yeah, and like especially for this film, like there was a nostalgia for it because I just remember when I was in my teens, any of these kind of films would come out, we'd all go to the movies to watch it. Like I just remembered going to see like Scream 3 in the cinema. Oh my God, I I was Mm. just going to say Scream 3. We went and saw at the cinema. It was my friend's birthday and I think that was MA15 and we were 14 and our friend's mum went with us so that we could all watch it. Like she was the guardian for us and we thought she was like the coolest chick ever. Yeah. Yeah, I actually went and saw Scream 3 on my 15th birthday, I reckon. Yeah, amazing. God, I love Scream. I love Scream. Yeah, so good. Scream, well, I can't believe they're making a new Scream and they're calling it Scream. So fucking confusing. Is it a TV show or? No, they've already done the TV show. Um, but oh. yeah, there's a new, like, a new movie coming out of the cinemas with the original cast in it. What? Yeah, right. Like, as in, like, the surviving characters okay that sounds awesome but (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right so this one's from lulu on letterboxd she gives it three and three and a half stars she said every movie ever made would benefit from featuring a freaky friday body swap this is the hill i'm willing to die on (laughs) (laughs) well it would make our lives a lot easier if every film had a body swap we could release an episode (laughs) every day (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, do you think do you think more genres should try to do this? Well, I feel like this it gave me a lot of hope, this movie. It's like you can do it and you it can be really entertaining and you can have all the cliches, but it can be great. I want to see the, like, World War II body swap and the... Uh, <laughs> I, totally, like, I'd watch that, bit of Tom Hanks. I still... I still I, did I say it on this podcast, the, the Grease sequel, which is, like, the entire... The entire school of Greece swaps with a oh, entire yes. high school in this time frame. <laughs> I want the I want the, I still... the identical twin swap, and I want a pregnant person, like a mother and father, to swap. Oh, we can only dream. <laughs> or we can make it, and then someone else can write the identical script and re- release it themselves. All right. Um. So this one is from Velikatata on IMDb. Gives it one out of ten. Just bad. I'm oh. a straight. <laughs> I'm I was a like, sh- that's it? Okay. I'm a straight white man, and I think that this movie is just terrible. Predictable, bad acting, irritating actors and characters. Bad in about everything you can think of. Nobody cares what straight white men think anymore, except for Brendan, because he's amazing. But go away. Like, you're like, not the demographic. But Next. why? Do you why? think it's satirical? Do you think it's like. Or do you think it's a, an actual straight white man who's like. Oh, you Sorry, think it's like, like a, tr- a troll? Pay maybe attention to me. It, it is a troll. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Why would you preface it with I'm a straight white man? Plus, in I- IMDb, people can rate if they find the review helpful to them. And <laughs> 10 people said that they found that helpful to them. <laughs> <laughs> straight white male. Well, to, let's let's have a look at the characters. If you were a straight white male in this film... Bes- 
I'm, I'm not including the love interest because he was very fluid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were either a serial killer or a rapist. Yeah. Or a combination of the and both. I think that is one thing to the film's detriment is that I never felt fear that her friends were going to die because I knew that the film would never kill the gay Let best friend happen. or the woman of color. Like, especially since they... They said in the film itself, Ooh. "You're gay. I'm. Oh no, you're black. I'm gay. We're, We're gonna fucked. die. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, and I'm glad they didn't die, but I never felt like they had any chance of dying at any point in this film. This was from Matthew Sapinar on Letterboxd. He gives it three stars, and he says, "I'm glad Christopher Landon has scammed Blumhouse into bankrolling all the Disney Channel original movies he could ever dream of." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know who that is, but have you? He's have the you director seen, uh, of the film. Oh. Have you seen Happy Death Day, Lucy? W- w- what is that? It's like it's Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Day as a slasher. Yeah, I don't think so. I okay. think you'd really then, enjoy it. And then Happy Death Day too, like does it again, but with like time travel and everything else. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he de- He has made a career out of taking like Disney Channel plots and then inserting slashes into them. Mm. So. And I am fucking here for it. Like, <laughs> it's like he's making them directly for me. <laughs> um, did you uh, at the movies, just, just quickly, did you at the movies have genuine scare moments? Like I was watching this movie when my son was having his first nap of the day. So like blazing daylight, 9.30. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I never really had any. <laughs> yeah. I um, didn't. I didn't get scared or jump, It takes but, you a lot to be scared, though, Paul. But you didn't yeah. even think that Get Out was scary. Yeah. Whereas, um, yeah, shout out to my friend Carson, who I know will be listening to this, <laughs> was jumping like a little bitch the entire movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, finally, this one's from Gordo Flower on Letterboxd. He gives it three and a half stars. And he says, why does Millie have half a poster of Pitch Perfect 2 in her bedroom? It's, I get it, it's her favourite movie, and it's also from Universal, so they can use it if they want. But why just half the poster? Like, did they have to pay extra to use the actress's faces? Why not choose a different Universal property? This bothered me the whole movie, still bothers me now, and will continue to bother me tomorrow. I didn't notice that it was half. Yeah, it it's was not, just the lower part. The post- yeah, the poster is their feet. <laughs> it's, mm. Is like, it though? It's, like it's not because it's it's half a poster. It's just because that's the image they use to make the poster. I'm sure there's a poster with their entire body. Yeah, I think so too. No. I do know about the phenomenon of not putting women's faces in movie posters <laughs> though, but like headless women. But um I, I don't think that's what the poster looked like, right? I'm a hundred percent it's just their legs like with their like up on their heels or something like that. I mean on their tippy toes. I'm looking at this poster. Alright, that's not interesting to our listeners, so let's go to the next thing. <laughs> Now it's time for Tenuous Recommendations, where we each recommend a movie, TV show, song, album, or book that is connected to today's movie in some way. I'll get the ball rolling. Uh, My connection is the actor Mitchell Hogue, um, who played Evan, who was one of the... um, kids in the in the opening sequence he's the one that gets stabbed in the head with the tennis racket um and who is he is in the reboot of saved by the bell yes so yeah i wrote i wrote that in my notes as soon as i saw him (laughs) paul's gonna recommend saved by the bell (laughs) how could i not 
This yeah. um, this is a show I had zero expectations for. I used to watch Saved by a Bell, uh, Saved by the Bell, as a kid, but I didn't have any like particular affection for it. It's nothing that I've ever returned to since I've been a kid. Um, but I was kind of curious to see where this is going. And I have to say that the Saved by the Bell reboot might be one of my favorite shows of 2020. I genuinely loved this show. It's from Tracy Wigfield, who did the sitcom um, Great News uh, from, I think, last year, which I thought was really underrated and got uh, cancelled well before its time. Yeah, I really liked um, it too. Yeah, um, and that same style of humour um, she's put into this show. Uh, so it's it, it definitely has an affection for the original series, but it also pays the shit out of it. And uh, it's brought it into a whole new context. So it's about uh, some Latina and African-American kids from a, the poor side of town who um, their school is shut down and they're forced to go to the rich school that Saved by the Bell is set in and it's them like just being shocked about how different that school experience is from the one that they're, they've grown up in mm. um, and them like integrating into that society. Um, so it has a lot of like social commentary. It's very self-aware, um, much more smart than you think a Saved by the Bell reboot is. And it's just a lot of fun. Great cast. They've brought back some of the originals, but the new cast is really good. Um, and yeah, so I would highly recommend the Save by the Bell reboot. If you if you think that sounds like a terrible idea, mm-hmm. give at least an episode a go. They're only like 20-minute episodes. If you hate it, you hate it. But I, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are going to discover this show and really love it. So Yeah, it was definitely like an interesting take on doing a, a reboot. You know, normally they just reboot it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like, you know, they just took the the characters from the original and then just cast younger versions of them like mm. that have the exact same personalities. It's not that show. So. Yeah, but guys, we can never forget about the reboot of Degrassi and that Drake was in it. Okay, just <laughs> you got to like pay respect to your elders. <laughs> yeah. So, Brendan, your silence, uh, I'm guessing that you have zero interest and you won't take my recommendation. No, nope. Unless we do a mini and you make me. <laughs> Easy, <laughs> done. No, noted. <laughs> like it just uh, the like yeah, Degrassi, Saved by the Bell. Like I don't remember. Anything you take about that back. Degrassi was amazing. <laughs> but uh, did you like Great News though? I love Great News. Then fucking watch this show anyway. <laughs> Lucy, what's your recommendation? <laughs> okay, so initially when um, the stabbing in this happened, I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if it was going to be a straight swap or if it was going to be the sort of thing where she was able to see what he was seeing so they could sort of like solve the crime. Do you know what I, yeah. do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. That it was sort of like they were sharing. Yeah, so I thought yeah, maybe like initially yeah. because something mm-hmm. happened and they sort of gave each other this weird look. Because they both felt the wound, yeah. Um, which straight away reminded me of a film that I've seen before called The Eyes of Laura Mars. Have either of you heard of it? No, no. I like the name. Yeah, sounds like a- So it was um, made in '78, and it's got Faye Dunaway and Tommy Lee Jones in it. So like prime, <laughs> amazing, you know, you know, very late '70s, incredible time for both of them. 
Yeah. Um, and Faye Dunaway plays this um, fashion photographer who suddenly um, can see through the eyes of a serial killer and it's that sort of thing of they have to um, solve the crime and at first she can't control when she can tap into, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think is John Malkovich, being John Malkovich a body swap? Like is that on the list? Yes, that's on the list. We because I think we can do <laughs> Eyes of Laura Mars. I, I, I really want to do it. Um I think probably if we watched it now, there's some sort of cheesy of the time um, point of view, like camera yeah. techniques that you'd probably cringe at. But I think overall, yeah. So it, this this gave me that vibe. It made me think of that movie, so I connect them um, somewhat. Mm. And I and I thought it was really good, and it's quite iconic in a lot of ways, like looks and yeah. um, time period and blah blah blah. So. Eyes of Laura Mars. Well, unfortunately, Faye Dunaway said that Hilary Duff isn't a real actress, so I can't watch that movie. Okay, but we will be watching it because <laughs> you've made me do, like, countless things and uh, you just need to suck it up, buddy. <laughs> All right, Brendan, what's yours? Uh, my connection is the fact that this movie came out in 2020 yeah. and the movie I'm doing, the second digit and the fourth digit Ugh. of the year that it came out is the same. So 2020 <sighs> is zero zero and Heather's is 1989. So you could even just go eat this like slasher <laughs> movies. Like just what? Yeah. Murdering in high school. Yes. Right. It- my link was barely a link. Come on. <laughs> you just, that's too. I feel like, like if I made a quality one, you'd be disappointed. He's stirring yeah. the pot with Paul. <sighs> so, uh, Heathers, yeah. Like a, like this film, like comedy, uh, sort of dark comedy kind of thing. Uh, what I really, really like about Heathers um, and things I picked up in Freaky was just a very, like, very dry satirical yeah. uh character so like i was i was talking about like how every like a uh, jock is a like a crazed rapist um in in heather's like yeah you just have that same level of like loot like uh the the like serial killer friend uh boyfriend and uh, I'm not doing a good job. It's a movie that's got Winona Ryder in it. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's the about... cast is all all stars, isn't it? Like, yeah, Christian, Shannon Doherty, Christian and... Slater. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, and uh, it's just like super dry wit. And um, yes, I still I just really say to think this it's a good day, watch. I still say "fuck me gently with a chainsaw," which this is a line <laughs> from that. And also, yeah. um, you look like hell. I know. I just got back. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> So, as the listeners might know, uh, if you ever want to see our recommendations, you can go to our letterbox page, and we've got them all written down there. But since Brendan has refused to watch the Saved by the Bell <laughs> reboot, I'm doing his recommendation of Heather's as the Riverdale episode, no, where they no, sing oh, episodes yeah. from the uh, Heather's musical, and instead of uh, actual Heather's. So. Do you mean they sing Fuck songs? From, yeah. yeah. What, what as I long say? as it's not but that horrible episodes. television show they made. Sorry? As long as it's not that horrible television show they made. Oh, the Heather's TV show. Oh, yeah, I never saw that. What happened? Worst. Oh, I watched the first episode and I was just so annoyed. I could never I could never go through another. Um, yeah, I've only heard terrible things. Cool. But, yeah, no, seriously, uh, I, I loved Heather's as well. So, good recommendation. Yeah. Begrudgingly. But still, you should watch Saved by Bell Reed. And also, like, Brendan, just... <laughs> why didn't you just... 
<laughs> whatever. Well, the fact there's like, you know, a click of three bitchy girls and I could have used that as a leak as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So That's many true. themes are shared. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So where are we ranking Freaky among the films that we've covered on the podcast? So I'm going to put it in between. I, I really like... As soon as I watched it, I was like, ooh, where am I going to put this? This is actually exciting. Whereas normally, you know, it's when you flip the coin Trying to, figure to out decide how you yeah. hope that it explodes and kills you. Um, yeah. it, I'm putting it in between 17 again and Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. So what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six. Seven. Seventh. Yeah. Pretty, pretty decent showing there yeah i really i had a great time brendan where are you putting Mm, ah oh this is a tough one i'm open to some suggestions i've floating around i i definitely feel like more room in my heart for for detention uh so i just want somewhere underneath detention but i'm trying to figure out if i think it's better than shazam or not you know how you've like you've just watched it so you're you're fresh on the enjoyment of it shazam was really good it was and little's Uh, really good too yeah it is isn't it well it can't be Uh, you can't say that it's better than big let's put it in between big and freaky friday you said you were open to suggestion (laughs) (laughs) that's what i think you think <laughs> I think I think oh it's definitely um all right I've I've found it it's going between Shazam and Little Wow okay oh, but, nice yeah good job so that's maybe eight or something yeah yeah okay I am going to put this after your name and before Hot Chick it's oh, my number two wow good job wow. I yeah I love this film yeah so, um, that's heart and souls not higher. <laughs> fucking hell, it's three. It's not like I put it at the bottom well, of the fucking list. Well, now it's four. Well, now it's four. Yeah, I, I love this. This is exactly, you know, what I'm hoping for when I watch a new swap film. That's something that, uh, you know, pays homage to the genre and its cliches, but gives me something new and fun and interesting. So, um, yeah, definitely number two. Yeah, it's no easy feat to, to be new and interesting in this genre. Well done. <laughs> all right so we we all know that next episode we're going to be doing the swap cast awards um but what do you guys think our next film review after that will be i have no idea Uh, i feel like this was way too good to be true so it's going to be a big plummet back to earth (laughs) brendan uh it's going to be uh that one that Lucy just <gasps> the eyes of Laura Mars. The eyes of Laura's Mars. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> we're definitely not what you said, Brendan, because that's not even a movie. Anyway, um, <laughs> Laura's Mars. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so it's about Veronica Mars's mum. Anyway, go on. You know, obviously, uh, the last year has been pretty tough. We're not allowed to travel anymore, so I thought, you know, let's let's go to an international locale. Um, so we're going to be the movies doing... are somewhere else. <laughs> Someone swaps bodies with a traveling. <laughs> but, you know, a, a foreign speaking culture that we don't really get to see. So we're going to do our first international body swap. But we've going... done... A UK. Oh, but we've done... We've um, done a UK, yeah. Japanese films. We've done your name. Yeah, but we watched it in English. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did we watch it in English? I don't remember. No, we watched the subtitles. No, we didn't. But when we used to put the clips in, we had the clips of the English uh, version, yeah. the dub. Yeah. 
we'll disregard all of that. We're doing <laughs> we're doing a Korean movie <laughs> yeah. from uh, last year. Well, sorry, this is 2021 now, so two years ago. So, um, so live act, like it's like a live action film. It's a li- live action Korean film called sure. the du- the Dude in Me. Um, <laughs> also known as the man inside me, where a weak high school that's a student, Bob Dylan song, the man in me. Yeah. Okay, uh, a weak high school student and a mighty gangster exchange their bodies accidentally. Sounds cool. Have you seen yeah. it, Paul? Or? I haven't seen it, so yeah, I'm very. You're smiling though, so you've seen a trailer and it's trash. This could go either way. Okay, but yeah. I um. Like Korean Korean cinema is like a huge market, and especially like ones that feature teen characters are just like they've got like this fervent online fan base. So you know, if we can soak some of that in, that'd be good. <laughs> Get some um, listeners. Is he is he from like a K pop band or something? Like, <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm not sure, but hopefully, yeah. Let's hope by the time this airs. Yeah, I'll just I'll just hashtag everything to do with this film BTS, and hopefully we'll get yes, some of yes, that. Yes, yes, do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, I'm excited. Cool. So that's it for another episode of the Swapcast podcast. Um, if you haven't reviewed us on iTunes or any other platforms, you're a piece of shit. Rat but also, fuck. you're not because we've got some really beautiful reviews. It, I can't even no, believe no, that people could be so nice. Lucy, it's working. Sorry, you, you, no. I said no. It's working. So you, you're you're a piece of shit. Audience, <laughs> well, I love you. So shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, that's it for another episode. I was Paul Mitzi. I was Lucy Thomas. And I was your Brendan Joel. Oh, middle name. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, let's edit that out so someone doesn't steal my. Yeah, identity. totally. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, see you bye. 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 The Swapcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Two Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.